the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's the Rob Black Show, and it's me, Rob Black. And this is a show that has a lot of money and, and financial news in it. And it's about dragging your butt to retirement, kicking and screaming. It's about getting you that nest egg. Now... We could talk about anything. We could talk about you as a college student, what you should invest in. We could talk about you as a worker falling in love with the member of the opposite sex and wanting to get married and, and money issues. We could talk about being old and gray and, oh crap, I'm running out of money. Whatever you want to talk about. Think of me as your financial money therapist. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. 639 get your calls in the air. We're in the middle of what's called earning season. Happens four times a year. It's glorious. It's like Christmas to me. I love it. 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 When you see Apple almost double earnings year over year and stock go up 6% and you own it, you're like, sweet, touchdown. You feel a sense of victory that you did your homework right. Now, with that said, you don't always win. And that's why individual stocks aren't for most people. But with that said, we all have that temptation of wanting to own something that beats the market. And I know it. It's in my blood as much as it's in your blood. So what we got to do is limit ourselves so that we don't overbite. I mean, I'm only one man. I know that I can only follow. I could loosely follow 400 stocks. I can closely follow 60 stocks. And that's about it. And this is what I dedicate my life to. I don't go out and pet. I don't go out and pet goats. I don't go out and, and, you know, befriend the mentally challenged. I, I don't work in a cubicle. That's what I do. I dedicate myself to money and stocks. So there's a story out there today that I think is going to piss off some of you. I think it's going to anger you. I don't know what side you're going to fall on. But I think we have to talk about it. And a lot like immigration being legal or illegal. And how much does it really affect our bottom line of we're not taxing those people? Versus we're taking away jobs that we would be taxing at a higher rate from you know current Americans. This is an issue we have to talk about. And it's public employees' retirement packages. And I'll get to Wall Street today. I got tons of Wall Street content. But something that's really, it's always gotten my goat is generous retirement plans. Companies like GM and Ford and Chrysler skirted with bankruptcy because of generous retirement packages. Not because they couldn't compete and make great cars. They skirt it with bankruptcy because of obligations that they can't afford anymore. Now, I don't work for the DMV. And I'll be quite honest with you. I find the people that work at the DMV more often than not to, to hit the stereotype. I.e. uneducated, slow, not compassionate, they're not the smartest uh, bulbs in the, in the, in the light in the, in the city, you know? They're just not the smartest people. 
Again, you're saying, Rob, that's a horrible, horrible generalization. And yes, it is. Thank you very much. I've offended one person. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Took me four minutes to do. Under four minutes. That's a record for me. Anyway, yesterday, Schwarzenegger and Vidal Ragosa, they said, we got to rein in pension costs. They say that public employees' retirement packages are more generous than taxpayers can afford. So we're paying as taxpayers of California, someone to work at the DMV. It's coming out of our state taxes. But then again, we're also paying them when they retire 30 years later. So they decide, I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to go educate myself to get a great job. I'm going to just jump into the DMV because I see that they're hiring and uh, the state of California is not allowed to discriminate against, against me in any way, shape, or form. So I'm jumping in there. And they work for 30 years, retire at 50 with almost a full salary. And they work from, they live off that salary from 50 to 90. Can California really afford to send people home at age 50? It's a hell of a question. I understand that you have to have some government jobs. I get it. I understand that government jobs don't have the glorious benefits of being out on your own. So there's a sacrifice there. I get it. But I don't understand how we could afford to pay someone to work, to retire for 30 to 40 years and to work for 20 to 30 years. I don't, I, the math doesn't add up. So warning that retirement benefits for public employees are escalating out of control. Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and Los Angeles Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa, they said yesterday that they support controversial plans to rein in the costs. Now, what I'm saying, it's going to happen. It's a matter of, of when, not if. The mayor and the governor, they're appearing at separate events yesterday. They said retirement packages, which allow some employees to stop working at age 50 without a pension nearly equal to their current salary, they're too generous and taxpayers can't afford them. So a firefighter works till age 50. He potentially sacrifices his life for us. And then he gets full medical and almost full pay for the next 40 years. I don't know if we've thought this out terribly well. Now, the single biggest threat to our fiscal health in California, so says Schwarzenegger, is our public pension system. And the costs are growing, and it's a crisis. He said, here in Sacramento, pension reform must be our number one priority. I tend to agree with him. I know it's not popular. I was in, uh, at Cron yesterday, and, and Kate, I don't know her last name, but she's got, she's got an amazing little body on her. She's one of the reporters that smoking body. That's all I'll say. She's married. Um, she's doing a story on, on teachers, and she's doing a story on pensions. And I said, I, my personal opinion on, uh, and she asked, I said, my personal opinion on pensions is, and I think they should be for people who, you know, unions should be for people who honestly have to work 24 hours a day for the public. I don't think teachers, and I know, boo, should have as generous as a plan as they do. I think they should make more money up front, get more mo- and less money in the back. Now, again, I think firefighters, Police and any other government employee that has to work 24-7, I, I think they, they deserve everything they get. So the city and state legally can't take existing benefits away from people. But what they're talking about at this point in time is advocating plans to give newly hired government workers less generous retirement packages than currently offered. Right now, in Los Angeles, retirement benefit costs consume about 19% of the city's general fund budget. Stop and think about that for one freaking fracking second. And you have to agree with me. Out of all the money that L.A. pulls in, almost 20% of it 
goes to retirees, people who are no longer working. Now, again, we promised it to them. They deserve it. I don't believe in breaking promises. But you also have to admit, this is the craziest effing thing you've ever heard. It's, it's out of control. It's, it's fiscally so unresponsible that it do, you can't even comprehend, how do we fix this? Prison guards, California Highway Patrol officers and state firefighters, they're probably going to see the age that they can retire and take a pension rise from 50 to 57. And ultimately, what that's going to do is save seven years of, of people living off the system. Now, again, they're not living off the system because they worked for 30 years and they finally retired, right? The amounts of pension such public safety workers increase for each year of service would be reduced to 10%. Let me read that again. The amount of pensions of such public safety workers increase for each year of service would be reduced by 10%. So the longer you work or the bonuses for working extra years will go slightly down. Now, the proposal also calls for a jump in this age at which other state workers could start collecting a pension to 65 from 55. This is what we're going to look at, ladies and gentlemen, and this is not going to be tied toward just the state of California. This is going to be a United States situation where you're not going to start. They're going to say, you know, for you to start taking your Social Security, the age is going to go higher. Two years, three years, four years, five years. We're living too long and we can't afford it. So Schwarzenegger said, I refuse to pass this crisis on to the next governor or the next legislature. And I agree with him. I totally agree with him. Time to take action was yesterday. State pension system officials have said the administration has exaggerated the size of the problem by citing studies that don't take into account investment profits that are likely to offset the cost to taxpayers. Okay, yes. Some of the money that's set aside is invested. Expectations for 10% returns I don't think are real. I think you can get them, but I don't think you build that into the system. I think you build a much lower rate of return in the system. And if you get bonuses, that means you have surplus good for you. It's called a rainy day fund at that point in time. Now, organized labor groups, which have close ties to the Democrats who control the legislature, they vowed to continue to aggressively fight the governor's efforts to roll back pension plans. Hmm. So, again, this ain't going to get resolved anytime soon. In Los Angeles, the mayor said he would push for a November ballot measure that scales back retirement packages available to newly hired police officers and firefighters. They are the most generous offered by the city and can be changed only with voter approval. The city's contributions to its two largest pension systems in L.A., the employees' retirement systems, and the fire and police pensions will increase 12% to $730 million next year from $653 million. So before any work gets done, they owe $730 million. you got to admit that this is ludicrous, right? I mean, I'm not just sitting here talking for my own health, am I? Do we really need pensions and, and unions for hotel workers? I mean, are the hotel workers so abused that they can't just tell the boss, screw you, I'm going to go find another job? Do we really need unions for for hotel workers? Teachers, I get on some levels, but like I said, if I were in charge, I'd negotiate higher pay up front, less pay out back. So keep in mind, a teacher keeps her her medical benefits till the day she dies for her and her family. That's pricey. I want to marry a teacher. So they got good benefits. 800-345-5639. You want to chime in on this? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Do you think I'm a big effing jerk? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM. Coming up, Earth Day. It's the Rob Black Show, 910 AM.
sports cars, and women are expensive. With Rob's help, you can afford them. You're listening to The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I started off kind of going after pensions and public employees. And I know some of you listeners out there are public employees. And you're probably angry at me, but get your calls on the air. Get some anger on the air. I'd love that. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Oh, boy. Where do we go? Where do we go right now? Uh, Take a look at the stock market, and it's kind of a flat day. We've come so far, so fast. You're going to have periods of time where we go sideways or down. Sometimes it's digestion. Sometimes it's, you know, let's pause and reflect and wait for some more proof. Sometimes the market gets too expensive. Sometimes the market's too inexpensive. Stocks are fairly valued never. It's because there's always a buyer for a seller. There's there's never a true value assigned to, to investing. You can't say we should be here. People say, well, we should be there, but I'm not willing to pay because I see, you know, our treasury debt piling up. So what you're willing to be comfortable with, someone else isn't. So there's no real way of saying definitively, this is where we should stand, period. Anyway, with that said, know that. Um, Apple, you know, is having a glorious month, a glorious quarter. They could continue to outperform, or at some point in time, anyone who's, made, anyone who's invested in Apple in the last 52 weeks has made money hand over fist. Last 52 weeks, it's gone from 100 bucks a share to 260 bucks a share. So anyone who's invested, they've... Money. So at some point, you can't blame them. I'm going to go buy a car. I'm going to put a new roof on my, my house. I'm going to take some of my gains from Apple because I don't, I'm not married to Apple till the day I die. This isn't like, you know, love and marriage, love and marriage goes together like a horse and carriage. This is like some people rent stocks. Market's made up of buyers and market's made up of sellers. Tom in Mill Valley. Tom? Hey, can you hear me? Go ahead. Hey, you know, the you were talking about pensions and this proposal to change pensions, these big government pensions going forward in time. I think we need to change them for current holders as well. I know that you can build a system where um, uh, you kind of incorporate misrepresentation, maybe fraud, big negligence in the way the current pensions were put together and then say federal law somehow protects that. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit tougher for me to agree with you on. I, I prefer what Schwarzenegger's done in furlough to save money versus take away. Because you can't blame someone for signing up for a system and, and being told, you know, you could say union leaders goofed it up. Or you could say uh, the, the whole system's flawed in the first place. But you can't blame the individual who's got a wife and kids for signing up for a system that was there in front of them. I, at least I can't. Well, the, you, there are changes made. For example, we know that uh, Gray Davis reduced uh, the retirement age, and we know that, uh, that some of these public pensions, when the pensioners were promised certain levels, the actual organizations who were supposed to match weren't matching. Oh, yeah. Because CalPERS said, oh, you don't have to, or another pension. Basically what you have is you have gross misrepresentation, criminal past negligence, and you cannot say that that's a promise. Really what that was was fraud. And so what you should do is you look at your pension and say, well, here's a core 
that will be actuarially reasonable. And I, then, yeah, I think getting actuaries down to reasonable, that's you and I agree on. Right. And, but then but can people believe when you have management of a pension plan who probably got warnings that they're, this is not, to, by the way, I'm a lawyer and a securities principal, and I know that when, we, when you do an offering and you're going to do, say, a structured product, you're going to look at outcomes, you do a Monte Carlo simulation, and you look at outcomes that are not always favorable. You cannot tell me somebody went into this system and said, gee, you just cut the retirement age by five years, and then you opt the rewards. You can't tell me somebody said, well, there's a, there's a lot of results here that don't meet and yet they still adopted this promise, and, and I think this is the reason they said that they adopted the promise. There's a pension man in Marin County, and what did he said? Well, the taxpayer never leaves, so they're always thought to be backstopped. So here you have, if you took an actuary responsible securities principal who were looking at this, and you would have held them for negligence for the same set of facts, yet you're not going to, because you're a public employee, or they're a pension manager for a public entity. I mean, what part Tom, of pension that's five Tom, let, let yeah. me refocus you a quick second. So you say you work in the securities industry a little bit. Um, would you agree that Wall Street would have taken a look at this pension proposals of the last 30, 40 years and said, I'm not going to fund that. I'm not going to invest in that. They, they would laugh exactly. at the system. That's correct. Because it's mathematically not feasible. It's kind of a house of cards at some point. Correct. Thanks for the call, Tom. Sorry, fine. So... I love to statement the taxpayer will always be there. See, that's what California didn't count on. That's another variable that sometimes are put into these 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 studies. And what he's saying is we need to have a lot lower assumptions on what we promise, and we should never turn you know a good time in our economy into let's overpromise even more, um, or let's you know say you know glory days are here just because the dot comers are making millions. Let's let's pay you know some. Uh, California employees a little bit more. And he's right. CalPERS and CalSTRS, um, they're guilty of times of saying, you know what, we don't have enough money right now to match our our, our payment to do what we promised to say, you know, here's a pension payment. Um, it's in there. It's safe. It's secure. We can't take it out. At times, they have been negligent uh, due to signs of the economy or signs of the times. Um, and sometimes, honestly, because of assumptions that were wrong. So let's go to Kent and Napa. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I disagree with you a little bit on the public unions as far as the teachers go. Uh, I, I don't see nothing wrong with uh, uh, having a hotel. My wife is retired from, from a hotel in San Francisco, and, and she has a very good pension plan, health plan, and all that kind sure. of stuff. But I also read in the paper recently that that the union, uh, hotels, the union uh, uh, in San Francisco has billions of dollars in assets that they use uh, to pay off the pension plans, but public don't have that. They don't. They don't have that. And many private schools do much better. The second point I wanted to make is that I'm I not really sure I got your first point. Let's stay with that for just a second. Okay. You think hotels deserve to be unionized, or they need to be unionized? I think they have a right to be unionized. There are many hotels in San Francisco who aren't unionized. Okay, that's that's and, fair. I, I, I get you on that. Yeah, and but but public unions, there's no choice. And uh, so, so, um, uh, and then, like you say, we have this huge pit of money, so-called pit of money and taxpayers' monies that they can use. And the teacher, when I moved to California 30 years ago, 
uh, I heard this phrase, California has the eighth largest economy in the world. We have the best school system. But after tw- 30 years or 20 years, it's, we're down on, on everything. We're down on everything, and yet every year we're asked, every election cycle, we're asked to, to help the children. It's for the children. Let's have more taxes. Let's have more bond issues. Let's have all this kind of And it's getting worse, not better. And I think the, the teachers' union has become basically the de facto board of education for California. Everything has to go through them. And, uh, it's, and it hasn't done any good. It just it, it, the, the school system is not as good as it was when I, when I came into this. Do you think the, the school system is problematic because of the teachers and the union? Or do you think the school system is problematic because the size of California, the various languages that are, are introduced in the school system, the... The economic differences between Cupertino and Oakland. Where do you where do you put fault on the school system? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of both. We have a very diverse state. That's very very true. But there are a lot of things that we do in the school system that don't necessarily have to happen. Like here in Napa, they take three weeks off during the Christmas vacation because a lot of Hispanics here like to go back to Mexico for three weeks. Well, a lot of the people who lived there didn't like it. They didn't want their kids to be off. And you have to make up because of the, the laws here. You have to make up that time so that so the school year is a little bit longer than uh, uh, than it would be if they just took two weeks off, you know? And I think, so, I think I, when they, I was a kid, we almost got a whole month off. I mean, it might have been. I, that just goes to show you the difference, right? Yeah, but you didn't have the laws that said you had to had teach so many uh, days out of the, of the year. I don't think back in those days. I used to live on uh, the East Coast too, and that's that's worthy of mentioning. Yeah, yeah. And also, my other thing was I want to tell you a personal story about insurance. I think one of the reasons things are so high is because of insurance companies, not because they are ripping off, but because they exist. I got in an accident with a Toyota many years ago, and I took it into my body guy, and I hit. Uh, my plastic Toyota hit the back of a, a steel Oldsmobile at about 10 miles an hour and did <laughs> some damage. Sure. And the guy said, okay, I can do the work for you for, for about 1000 bucks if you don't get the insurance companies involved. And I said, why is that? He said, it be twice as much money because they demand genuine Toyota parts. I can give you remanufactured parts, which will be exactly the same. I, at the time, couldn't afford it or didn't decide that I couldn't afford to do it. So I went with the insurance company, and sure enough, the bill was over $2,000. And that's because when you don't pay for it yourself, if you've got an insurance company paying well, for yeah, it, you, bring up you, actually, really don't, yeah, you really you, don't care how much it costs. <laughs> you bring up a really interesting point, and thanks for the call. A lot of people think doctor costs would go lower, much like you're saying auto costs would go lower, if there was no middleman, if there was no insurance, that a doctor would be willing to, you know, see you in San Carlos or in Marin and Mill Valley. Uh, you know, you'd walk up to his office, you'd knock on the door, you'd say, I got a broken arm. He'd say $45 and you'd say, screw you. I'm going to go next door to the other doctor and his is 35 So I get where you're trying to go with that. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 Three nine to get your calls on the air. We're talking a little bit today. I started it off by talking about Schwarzenegger and uh, Antonio Villaraigosa from L.A. talking about reigning in pension costs. And there's all sorts of pension costs. There's you know the California the Calpers, the California public employees, the Calsters, and and how much is promised 
and how much is actually delivered to their retirement funds. And then later on, we find out like we thought we were going to grow at 10% in the investments. We really grew at 3% in bad years. We got clobbered. We never regained that. We uh, got too aggressive with uh, having CalPERS and CalSTRS investing in real estate that got crushed. Uh, There's some interesting, like for instance, I could do these, for instance, forever, and I, I won't. But anyway, pensions and health care and what's promised and what's not promised. Really good article in L.A. Times today on this in the L.A. Times. And basically, our leaders are saying, we got to stop it. we got to make people work longer, and we got to promise them less. we got to stop it. It's crazy. It's killing our budgets. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. I still got a little story on Earth Day coming up, but instead of doing that, I'll, I'll do a little business time when we come back. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Does money buy happiness? Well, do big houses, nice cars, and hot women make you happy? Then, yes, money definitely buys happiness. The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Got a pretty funny email from uh, someone yesterday. I said something off the cuff. And I I think it's time for me to do 100 Things That I Hate again, a a new version. There's a podcast at talk910.com, talk910.com called 100 Things That I Hate. And Heidi and I used to put together these theme shows that, you know, they take a little bit of work. They're a little bit different approach to money. Uh, we kind of got off them when our program director told us to get off them. And our new program director is saying, hop on whatever you want to hop on. Just get people to listen for a reason. So uh, maybe it'll come back. But yesterday I said something in that podcast, by the way, 100 Things That I Hate. It's, it's something that I've saved. It's something that I'll play for my family in the future because it's a good representation of, of how goofy I get on in media. Um, and I like being, I love goofy. I love people who can just drop the friggin' mask for a second and be goofy. Anyway, um, era sent me an email saying, uh, on behalf of your comments that Cirque du Soleil, Cirque du Soleil sucks. I wholeheartedly agree. Amen. So I'm in the cap that I hate Cirque du Soleil. I find that it's contrite. I find that it's, it's really lowest common denominator. I find that the athletics is amazing, but after about 10 minutes, I'm ready to go. Uh, the music's lame, 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 lame. Uh, you couldn't ask for more lame. The only thing that would be lamer would be going to, hmm, well, I can't imagine anything lamer than, than Cirque du Soleil music. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's time for me to do another 100 things that I hate because Cirque du Soleil would certainly be on that list. Anyway, I think it's just a massive waste of money and time and effort, and I think it's contrite. And I think uh, culturally speaking, it's for a lot of people who have high school degrees to go, oh, isn't this really hoity-toity, hoity-toity. So it's it's people that think, you know, Mad Dog 2020 is a good wine. Yes, I'm offending some of my audience right now, and I shouldn't. Always, always bring out the positive, but I'm not a positive person. Let's do some business news. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. That's what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, let's get down to business. It's business time. So big story today. It's business time. Ring, ring, ring. Operator, operator, give me the news. Century Telephone. They're going to acquire Quest Communications in a $10.6 billion stock swap. 
that's going to combine the two landline and internet service providers and count as one of the biggest telecommunication deals in years. Okay, here's where I'm going with this. Many, many years ago, there was this thing called telecommunication deregulation. I think it was 1996 signed by President William Jefferson Clinton. And ultimately, AT&T, long distance started separating from local, local started separating uh, it, it, from internet. It, it, it was kind of like, let's break everything up. Let's deregulate. And if Rob and Heidi want to start a, a telecom company called uh, Roadie, we could. And we didn't really, AT&T had to lease us their equipment. They had to give us an opportunity to get into their system. There's telecommunication deregulation. It was kind of a wild west frontier. And we didn't know who was going to be delivering telecom services to us. We honestly didn't know if it was going to be Google. We didn't know if it was going to be AT&T. Like AT&T was so 1930s back then. But it didn't play out that way, did it? So Quest now is a $9 billion company. And for the record, everything we deregulate as a government, we seem to ultimately, it seems to fail. So, um, you know, we broke up the, the AT&Ts into Bell South and Bell West and Pac West and things like that, only to see them all get back together and merge again because there is strength in their size. Of Ultimately, that's they wanted that. Uh, let me see if I can pull up Quest. Okay. Quest in 2000 was a $65 stock. I mean, this is the, its poster child poster child of the dot-com boom and the dot-com bust. And they went from nothing to having a market cap of mm, about $100 billion. Now they're, they got a market cap of about $9 billion. So they went from boom to bust, back to boom again. So things are going actually pretty well for Quest and CenturyTel. They're going to assume about $11.8 billion in net debt. And again, it's just another sign that the dot-com, it's been put to rest. And, you know, now Quest is gone. Who else is left standing from those crazy Wild Wild West days? Uh, and if you think about it, remember Lycos and Yahoo and Excite? And there was all these search portals that were like, you know, there was eight of them. And they all got dwindled down to one or two. Which actually brings me to another story. eBay reported numbers last night that were a little on the disappointing side. And, and the company is, is getting hit today. I am now at the point where I'm, I'm sated. I've had enough internet. I don't need any more internet. Like, my internet time is, is set in stone. I'm a mature man. I have some sports that I want to watch. I got some family I want to spend time with. I've got friends that I want to love. No, it's family that I want to love, friends that I want to spend time with. Um, I, just, I'm, I don't have time for eBay anymore. Like, I used to have time to, like, peruse it and look for deals and stuff, but no more. No more. And is that hitting you, too? Are you now at the point in time where you're, you don't have the ability to really stretch out? Like, I can check Facebook once every three days. I can check email every day. I can check sports scores. And I'm about done with the internet at that point in time. Everything else on it is functional, like newspapers. Anyway, totally losing my train of thought. Are you done with the internet tied towards eBay? But tied towards Century Telephone acquiring uh, Quest? And uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Elsewhere in business news today, the typical rate being offered by Freddie Mac, 30-year fixed home rate, it's about 5.07% right now with borrowers paying about 0.6%. So Freddie's willing to give the money to a bank at 5%. We'll call it 5%. And the borrower, you typically pay about a six-tenths of a percent markup. So about half of 1%, a little bit more to the lender. So that's how money's made. They make their little little piece of that transaction, boop, 
just like that. Now, again, six tenths of 1% ain't too shabby when you're talking about 600, 700, $800,000 loans. Anyway, the five-year treasury indexed hybrid adjustable rate right now is about 4.03%. 15-year mortgage is sitting right around 5%. So there's not a lot of difference between a 15-year mortgage and a 30-year mortgage. Not a lot of difference in any way, shape, and form. And finally, in business to do today's U.S. Airways left at the altar. U.S. Airways and United Airlines not going to marry. They're not going to knock boots. Ultimately, U.S. Airways is walking away because they think Continental is going to take the prize. And they're just, they, don't want to, they don't want the heartbreak of being left, of being jilted. Remember the story that jilting of Granny Weatherall? Shocking. Shocking. Shocking book that I read in fourth grade or short story. Anyway, um, Continental recently renewed their merger talks with United. And U.S. Airways is saying, we, got, we want nothing to do with this crap. So Southwest, the nation's top domestic carrier, they made $11 million in the recent quarter. They're one of those companies that would get an improvement if U.S. Airways or United or Continental were to get you know together and marry because ultimately what happens when big airlines merge, they have to leave a couple hubs and they have to leave a couple parking spaces so that competition could move in so that you know we can't say they're uncompetitive and that they're serving you know they're the only way to fly to A to B. So and typically the people who move in are JetBlue and Southwest now Virgin America. So I think it's actually good news. I get rid of United. I hate United. Blow, well, I'm not going to say blow them up because it's the wrong thing to say about an airline. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Coming up, I got some tech talk. Hulu. Say it ain't so. They're going to start charging. But there's a twist, and it's a good twist. You'll want to stay tuned for that. And pro baseball, you can now view it on your PlayStation. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. That's what you're trying to... Yes, it's the relentless pursuit of financial perfection. Get in on it. Keep listening to The Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, and then every now and then I blend a little bit of technology into it. For instance, we've got Kim Commando just around 60 seconds from now. But Hulu is preparing a paywall. Hulu is one of those websites that we grew to love. We accepted it. We said, come on into our life. We want to watch old episodes of The Office and new episodes of The Office. We want to watch Fringe when we miss it on Fox. Now they're going to start charging us $9.95 a month. But here's the rub, and it's not so bad to me. I pay $9.95 a month. But I don't have to because ultimately what they're going to do is they're going to basically throw old shows for pay. The new shows, like the last four versions or the last four episodes, will still be free. So if you miss a show, you can still go and watch it for free if you want. I like the idea. I like the idea. And it doesn't wildly offend me in any way, shape, or form. And they're entitled to make their money. It's a great site with great technology. Let's bring in Miss Commando. Hello? Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Rob? We were playing your music. We were giving you a little bit of music. Oh, I didn't hear the music. That was yeah, good. it was light. So. She's a lady. So, Hulu. So, so, are you a fan? So, obviously, you're a fan of the site. Yeah, you know, like, for instance, tonight, I've got the Comcast DVR, and I can only tape two shows, and 
Thursday night's my big TV night. I got Fringe on at 9, and I got something else on at 9, maybe Survive or something like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a hockey game, so oh, I see. I'm going to have to go to Hulu and watch one of the, the shows that I miss. Yeah, but see, Hulu, it's, it was just a matter of time. The days of the free Internet all in all are coming close, I mean, quickly to an end, a screeching halt where you can get all this free stuff because people just don't click on the advertising. But also the paywall system, you have to remember that you've got network affiliates and cable operators, and they pay fees for the content, right? They have right. to pay the studios. And so the cable companies, they're saying, you know what, why do we need to pay rebroadcast fees when Hulu is getting away scot-free? And so they're probably going to have to start paying some additional fees as well. Oh, now you're getting me all upset because there was a happy conclusion. I was able to watch new shows. Still. <laughs> so you think, well, it, you think it all goes away? Well, I think eventually the, the days of the free Internet, it's just, not, it's just not financially feasible. And I know a lot of people don't like it. They're like, well, you know what? I don't want these micropayments. I don't want to pay the New York Times because that's going next year. Um, you know, $3 for five articles every week. I don't want to pay the Financial Times. I don't want to pay for movies or music or anything. Uh, but the, the model, the pay model, just doesn't work because people don't click on the ads. They don't click on the banners. I mean, a banner ad response rate could be anywhere between 0.001% to maybe as high as 0.004%, not 4%, 0.04%. Right. And so when you start looking at those type of numbers and the number of people that actually have to see your ad, and then we also look at cost per thousand. So if you are paying on the web, maybe I don't know between five and seven dollars on a cost per thousand. That means uh, on a CPM deal, and that means that a thousand people have to see whatever you want them to see before you make five dollars. Speaking with Kim Commando, digital goddess, she does a radio show here on this station from one to three on Sundays. Kim, how much are your web costs? If I if I could be rude and have you show me your balance, you're like. Hulu has to pay an arm and a leg to send oh, those sure. videos out. I'm sure. I mean, you know, I'm probably paying close to $10,000 a month in Internet broadband fees. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard today. It's, um, well, but we've got all these fiber lines coming in. Yeah. Uh, and the site, your site has to be fast. 12 million page views, 10 million newsletters going out a week. I mean, this, it's expensive to run an Internet operation. It really is. Okay. Are the costs coming down or are they, they going up on you? Uh, well, my costs are going up because my audience is growing, Okay, if that makes sense. And so, and we are trying to offload as much as we can. So as a small business owner is that you are, you're, you have a choice. You can go pay the piper, which means you go get more lines or you go do a deal with somebody for your lines. And so like, for example, when we added the video component, tvkim.com to the website and the streaming of the weekend show, the video streaming is that we could have done a deal with somebody who provided video streaming. But when you do the deal with them, then then you become part of their site, and when you're on a video site, you're like three degrees away from any type of porno. So I don't want my audience to be exposed to that. Which I don't I, think is a bad thing. Well, you don't. You love that stuff. But a lot of people like my audience, they might not, you know. Kim, there's a lot of hardworking people in that industry. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they are, and they're all like, they're all like, really HD. Do we need that? You know, so anyway. Keep in mind, some of them are big fans of yours. Don't, don't be a hater. 3D. We love that 3D porn coming soon. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> But anyway, the, the, so you have a couple of choices. And so as I don't want anybody to have my customer database okay. and, and, or my email list. And so that's why it's housed on my servers and not shared on anybody else's servers. And so, you know, you, you have to make these decisions. So 
But I don't think people realize how expensive it is. And that that ten grand a month—that's just for the lines. That doesn't include uh, the four web guys that you have running around, the network administrator, the writers, and the advertiser sales, and the art director. I mean, it's huge. Okay. So, out of curiosity, do you have a topic you want to talk about today, or or do you want to keep going on this? Because I can keep going on this. Whatever you want to talk about is fine with me. I'm fascinated with your TVKim.com. Do you shoot your own videos? We have a six-camera shoot. And that's why I was a little late today. And what's a six-camera shoot? Give us the, the layman's terms. Well, we have six cameras. Well, first of all, tvcam.com is, is, is a couple of components. Is number one is that there are, it's the video streaming of the weekend show. So, and you actually go behind the scenes. With six cameras, it's not just like, you know, the webcam on side profile of somebody's face. You know, it's like, really, that's exciting for three hours. Um, is that is, that's a lot of cameras. I work in TV, and we have four. Okay, well, we have six. And so we've got a couple. Couple on me, couple in the green room, couple in the studio, couple on the call screener, and the mics remain open on the breaks because you know we, as broadcasters, we can't broadcast the commercials. Right. So, on the breaks, we have to figure out how to do something. So, what we decided to do was to just turn on all the mics. So, when everybody goes to commercial, we turn on the mics, and it's it's been a little bit of a challenge because you know sometimes we say things, and you know it's like whoopsies that slipped out. Okay. That was the dumbest caller I've ever had. <laughs> well. You know, I had a caller last weekend, yeah. and um, the guy actually called in to say that he bought Viagra for his friend, and he did not. He does not need it. He doesn't want anybody to think that he ever would ever need anything for like Viagra. But he bought it for his friend, and he really he was so perplexed because he has asked this Viagra site, that this Canadian pharmacy, to stop spamming him. Right. And for some reason, they spam him like four or five times a day. And whatever he can do, he can't get off the list. And he just did this for his friend. Right. And, and so, you know, we had some very interesting conversations. I, I could use help on that, how to get some <laughs> of these spams off. It's like, make it stop. But, you know, but like I told this guy, that um, when I actually put him on the air, is that, you know, if you're buying, number one, pharmaceutical drugs illegally. Right. Do you really think that it's a reputable business behind it? So you're basically saying if you're getting spammed, it's going to spam forever. Change your email address because yeah, you're not going to you're not going to uncapture it. No, you're never going to get rid of it. So so that's the one side of it. And then I do these video essays, and so I've done things about um, this particular website called Spokio and how to get yourself off of it. And um, the I did a couple of iPad reviews and how to save money on printer ink and how to find a job online. And so these are like you know four or five minute. And then we also have the videos of the day that we do. So it becomes this whole it's this whole video channel. And so when you're talking about Hulu, I mean, the costs are just astronomical for somebody like me. And then, of course, you have all the storage. And, you know, everybody can say, yes, yeah, storage is cheap. But when you're looking at adding terabytes upon terabytes and RAID drives, I mean, it doesn't it stops becoming cheap at some point. Your eyes really pop out, just to let you know, when you wear aqua. Do they? Thank yeah, you. I'll not, have to remember that. At tv.chem.com, you can go. She can, uh, she, when she wears aqua, eyes pop out. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll buy more aqua. <laughs> Kim, you were talking about applications, uh, app reviews for the mm-hmm. iPad. I'm starting to get into the camp that, you know, there may be 300,000 apps or 400,000 apps or whatever, <laughs> of, which, of which I only want seven. Um, yeah. Is it going to all weed out and we'll actually have... Ability to find what we want and, and what's useful, and some of these crap things just go away. Well, you know, I feel sorry for the app developers, the ones that are just coming to the scene right now, because it's so hard to get to the top of the food chain. 
um, there are just like you said. There's well, there's not quite three or four hundred thousand. There's closer to two hundred thousand. But if you're looking for the weather, I mean, how many different ways can you show the weather? You know, um, how many different ways can you come up with an app that will, if you get into a car wreck, that you'll have the information at your fingertips? But unfortunately, if you have that app, you probably don't even realize you need it until after you have the car wreck. You know, and so. The, the way that a lot of people find apps is they just go to the, the featured or the best sellers, and then they, of course, become the featured and the best sellers from there on out. And so I, what I've been trying to do every week, and I, do, I have the apps of the week on the show and also over at tvkim.com, is, that, is try to find apps that people maybe have not seen that are actually kind of cool things. Like there's an app called Alice in Wonderland that is not the book. Because I bought the book, I wasted like 10 bucks on the book. You want to buy the app that is the Alice in Wonderland app, and it's just called Alice. But this book comes alive right on your screen. And then there's an app for flight simulator plans called um, X-Plane. And everybody's all excited about plants and zombies, of course. Yeah, I got plants and zombies. Do you like that? I do. Brains. It's a a good uh, time killer. It is. And that's all it is. It's a time killer. It's not going to intellectually challenge you. But, you know, Scrabble is pretty phenomenal. And what's nice about Scrabble is that you can play um, not only alone, but you can play with people that are your friends on the Internet. Really? So if you wanted to play with me, for example, a game of Scrabble, I would totally kick your butt because I'm really good at it, is that we could do that. You tried to get me into a fight, and I'm just not going to do it. (laughs) You You know I have a degree in 18th century literature. I do. Oh, well, then you'd kick my butt. I probably would. But yeah, then I'd be okay. using old English, and that's not good either. No. See, I can kick my husband's butt and my, my nine-year-old son's butt, so. <laughs> yeah, you know what 18th century literature did good for me? Yeah, what did it? It got me into the movie business. It got me into writing. Really? It got me into writing because um, it's a very unique thing. So, like, when um, movies like Frankenstein get remade, they need to have the, the proper vernacular. And the proper... So, do you do, like, script editing and writing with that? I, I used to do a lot of editing, uh, but not anymore. Boy, that's so cool. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. You're a very learned man. I made tons of dough. A friend of mine actually worked for Steven Seagal and did, like, touch-ups for $10,000 a week. Really? I know you're saying Steven Seagal had scripts. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's uh, part of my past. And I don't tell a lot of people about that. Well, now nobody knows but us. Thanks, Kim. All right, honey. It's Kim Commando. You can find her Sundays from 1 to 3. I think she's fantastic. Um, I think she does something that I like. Talking digital. Talking, you know, functionality. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. Coming up, headline news. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.